Thursday evening, it is indeed Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. You're with myself, Mohammed Zain Machid. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And of course, I'll be keeping you company for the next hour. And then let me remind you that uh, the lines are open. You can SMS us your questions immediately to the number 47913. 47913. And indeed, the hour goes by very, very quickly. So if you want to make sure that we ask your question, get it through early. So SMS it to 47913. On the line, as always, to answer your questions, none other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, who's this evening, in, I think, in Newcastle. Assalamu Mufti. Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Mawzain, barakallahu feekum. How's Mufti keeping? How's the weather on that side of the world? Alhamdulillah, I'm back in Newcastle, passing through here, going to Ladysmith, and I was here for 20 years teaching, mashallah. So we have a lot of nostalgia when we come here, all the memories flood back. The weather is excellent here, we're sitting with about 28, 30 degrees. So, mashallah, wonderful day in Newcastle. Mashallah. Alhamdulillah. Well, Mufti, we go straight into our very first question this evening. It says, uh, I have to throw away hundreds of rands of food every month because my husband is buying so much food, which is too much for the family to eat. He also don't want me to give to others while the food uh, is still fresh. He gives people food that, that is old. I have been giving food to people without his permission, which is also wrong, but I cannot take it anymore um, I have a fridge full of food where it is all going still what do I do Mufti all praise due to all Allah, the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Sister Alhamdulillah you're very fortunate your husband has a very very big heart and he's overspending so if he does not want to listen then without his knowledge also you take the extra send it to the poor and needy Muslim or non-Muslim and in that way you will be rewarded he will be rewarded and the food will not go to waste inshallah Volgende vraag, Mufti is een Afrikaanse sê, Assalam, gee kanalla advice vir my sister wat meer maak van haar onbeskofte seens dan haar dini man, Mufti? Uh, de Afrikaans is baie hoog Basically, she says, okay, Mufti, please give advice to her sister who's uh, uh, looking out more to her sons who is rude than her religious husband. Uh, so I thought of it, but I said, let me just, okay, sister, what would they do? Let him do a mark, inshallah. So, surah, for, for, surah 46, surah 46, verse 15. So, mark dua for your kinners and mark dua for your man ok 
and Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina qurrata ayun. We must remember in Islam we have to fulfill the rights of everybody. It's not that if you fulfill the rights of the husband, we neglect the children. It don't mean we neglect the, the fulfill the rights of the children, we neglect the husband or the wife, no. In Allah qad a'ta kulla zi haqqin haqqa. That is the, the, for the, the beauty of Islam, that on, on mark al-mat-haq and al-mat-rekh, on mark you know. So we fulfill the rights of every person and not only of some people. So inshallah, you speak to the brother, you make dua, start ta'alim in your house, read the other salihin, then things will improve inshallah. Inshallah, shukran indeed. Okay, Mufti, please uh, advise regarding zakah, regarding inheritance, uh, Mufti. Remember that after a person has passed away, the following four things will happen in sequence. Number one, funeral, burial expenses, the deaths of the deceased. Then if that person made wasiya, he said give voice of the cape or give ABC person certain amount. So that is wasiya, maximum amount is worth one third of the total estate. And fourth is the shares of the A's. So I inherited 10,000 rand, 100,000 rand. So then the zakat will come compulsory upon me after it came to my possession. And then obviously you, jo- you join that wealth with your wealth. And then when zakat is compulsory, you pay the zakat. So that is how it will work. So after you have taken possession, then only will zakat become compulsory on what you inherited. Shukran Mufti, uh, our SMS line number for your questions, uh, that's uh, 47913, 47913, send through your questions uh, via the SMS line. And then our next question, Mufti, a lady 73 years old, still married, the children are in the 50s. Uh, one of the children, who's uh, the grandchild, is on drugs, made a statement that made uh, this particular lady cry. <clears throat> Muff, she was saying that she said that her son disowned them as parents and that if they die, he will not bury them because they always have something to say about his children that's on drugs and doing wrong. Can Mufti please give some advice to this son, Mufti? Okay, yeah, there are three issues. Number one is if our son or grandson is on drugs, then definitely we need to address that issue. And if need be, then we have to send them to a rehab and so forth. But remember, end of the day, we can do whatever we want to, but if that person himself or herself does not want to change, then no one can change them. They have to sever ties with all their bad friends and all the bad elements. Inna Allah la ma hatta ma That verily Allah will never change a person or a nation until they change within themselves. So it shows that is what we need to do. Second one is this, for the son or anybody to say that he will not attend the burial of his parents or so forth. Remember, all that is emotional talk and haram, and to say that he will deprive them or the parents say they will deprive the son, all that is absolutely haram. The shares of the heirs are prescribed, ordained by all Allah. The shares of the heirs were prescribed, ordained by Allah. And any person deprives any A, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 14, وَمَيَّ عَصِ اللَّهَ And whosoever disobeys Almighty Allah and His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَيَتَأَدَّ حُدُودًا And they go beyond the limits. So you give someone more, give someone less, deprive someone, 
يُدْخِلْهُ نَارًا خَالِدًا فِيهَا Allah dispatches that person to Jahannam and the fire of hell for a very, very long time. وَلَهُ عَذَابُ مُهِينَ And for such a person is a humiliating, disgraceful punishment. So therefore, two wrongs don't make a right. If they tell you your son is a dakhar worker, or he a swore and swore, so you don't say, no, ekhan your rechmat, and I won't give you my yoshe in inheritance and so forth. No. Two wrongs don't make a right. Let us see if our parents, grandparents are telling us something. They are telling us for our own good, for our children's good. So we must be men enough to accept it and not say no. Echan your rechmat, and I won't give you a share. So all that is emotional talk and not permissible. Shukran, indeed, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Keep those uh, questions coming via the SMS line on 47913. Remember, SMS is our charge at 1.50. We continue after this. Continue now with Q&A on uh, the voice of the Cat 91.3 FM. Keep those uh, questions coming via the SMS line on 47913. Uh, next question, Mufti says, uh, the time just before Maghrib, is it a mustajab time to make dua? Mustafa, rahmatullahi alameen, sallallahu alayhi wa taught us, when the day is coming to an end and the night is approaching, we should read the following dua. Allahumma hadha iqbalu laylik. Oh, beloved Allah, this is your night approaching us. Wa idbaru naharik, and your day is leaving us. Wa aswatu duaik, and it is the time when duas are made to you, Ya Allah. Forfilli, Ya Allah, forgive me. From this hadith we prove in Musnad Ahmad, Qubayl al-Maghrib, we say in Arabic, just before Maghrib and sunset, is a wonderful, beautiful time to make dua. The alternating of the day and the night is taking place. So it is a special time, wonderful time. Go early to the masjid, my buddhas, and my sisters, you stay at home, and then you make your dua. Yes, it is a time when duas are accepted. And the next question, Mufti, I'm currently in Worcester prison. I want to know if all my Salah times is four minutes earlier. And can Mufti please explain how important it is to Salah in the proper Qibla? Remember, my brother, all my Allah make everything easy for you, whether you are in the prison or whatever. If you committed a crime, make Tawbah. If you are in there because of political reasons or what have you, then it is Sunnah to Yusufi. All Mahdi Allah Jalla wa Allah made Ambiya and prophets also go to jail. So nevertheless, you must find out from the local sheikhs, the imams, they come there and visit you. So which is the proper direction of Qibla? And then you face that direction regarding your salat times and everything. The imam or the sheikh who comes there, they all have timetables. They will give it to you, inshallah. And if you don't have one, and then you follow that timetable. The most important thing for you there in the present is to preserve your iman and preserve your identity. And remember, don't worry about how people will judge you. Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, was in prison. When his enemies and detractors came, they asked him, how are things in jail? Listen to the answer of this giant. He said, Ba'atinuhu fihi rahmah, wa zahiruhu min qibali al-adab. 
from where you're standing, it looks like I'm in punishment. But for me, inside here is Rahma, Allah's help, Allah's mercy. So remember, Allah is giving you another chance to come closer to Him, where we can become a better Muslim. You can impact on many people's lives, even in prison, by showing them that what is true Islam. So that is what you need to do, my dear brother. Mufti, uh, next question, it says, uh, if I did not fast my Qadr for 2012, the year 2013, and the year 2014, do I have to fast two days for each Qadr day that I've missed, Mufti? What you need to do, my brother and sister, is this. For 2012, 2013, 2014 also, let's just say you did not fast, so the Qadr, so you need to keep one Qadr. But because two, three years have passed, so with that you will have to give charity also, according to the Shafi scholars. So let's say the amount is 10 rand per year, so you fast, let's say you must 10 fast, as example. So you keep 10 qada, and for every qada you pay 30 rand for the two years, three years that you must. So that is how it works according to the Shafi'i school. According to Hanafis, this only the qada is compulsory and no payment is compulsory. But you don't have to keep two qada fast for two days fast, for one day must know. You just keep one day fast qada for the one day you must. Mufti, my son leads the salah at home. When he makes a mistake, what do I, as the mother who stands behind him, what do I do? Mustafa Rahmatullil Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, At-Tasbih Lul-Rijal Wa-Tasfiq Lil-Nisa Your son, mashallah, is the imam and you, the mother, are behind him. So if your son makes a mistake, so you make tasfiq. Tasfiq is you take your right hand and you hit it on the knuckles of your left hand. But if you know the surah, that he made a mistake and you rectify him, so that also will be permissible. Otherwise, just tap your hand and then he will know he has made a mistake and he must rectify himself. Shikam Mufti, next question. Uh, do we read Surah Fatiha behind your Imam in Salah? Remember, according to the Shafi'is, you must read the Surah Fatiha behind the Imam in every rakat. La salata illa bi fatihatil kitab. That the salat would not be valid unless you read Surah Fatiha, the hadith in Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, all the famous hadith works. Only according to the Hanafi scholars, you will not be reading behind the Imam Surah Fatiha or the Surah. You just read the Tasbih, Subhan Rabbil Azim, Subhan Rabbil A'la, the At-Tahiyyat, the Shahud you will read. But you will not be reading Qiraat, Surah Fatiha or anything. That's according to the Fatwa of the Hanafis. And then the next question, Mufti, it says, uh, can Mufti please, can we as ladies count our Idda period in conjunction with the Islamic months? Remember that whether you're going to count it with the Islamic month or with the Gregorian calendar is not going to make a big difference. Let us look at it now. The husband passed away today, for example. So the Iddat is 130 days, 130 days. So whether you count it on Islamic calendar or whether you're going to count it Gregorian calendar, the date will still be the same. Yes. If the husband passed away on the first of the Islamic month, Let's say now, this Sunday year, that once the moon is sighted, inshallah, Saturday night, so the Sunday will be the first of Jumad al-Akhirah, and on that Sunday somebody passes away, the husband, then according to all the scholars, you work with the Islamic month. So you will say Jumad al-Akhirah, then you will say Rajab, 
Shaban, then you will see you will see Jumad al Akhira, Rajab, Shaban, Ramadan, and then on ten Shawwal. When ten Shawwal finishes, then we will say your Iddat finishes. So on any other day the husband passes away, you work 130 days. But if the, the husband passes away on the first day of the Islamic month, then you work with the Islamic months, and that is how you calculate the Iddah, irrespective of whether the months are 29 days or 30 days. Shukha Mufti. And then the last question in this one, it says, uh, Ka Mufti, please give a dua for Rizik. For Rizik? Rizik, yeah. Yeah, for Rizik means for sustenance. All Allah shows us many, many prescriptions in the Quran. Istaghfiru rabbakum innahu kana ghaffara yursili samaa alaykum midrara wa yumdidukum bi amwal wa baneen. Make abundant istighfar. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Almighty Allah will bless you with abundant risk and wealth. Number two, be up to date with your salat. Do not procrastinate and do not miss salat. وَأَمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْتَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقَا نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكَ You are asking about risk. Yeah, Allah used the word risk. You read your salat. So all Mecca Allah says, we will give you the risk. We will give you the sustenance. Third one, Quran says, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا Adopt the quality of taqwa through piety. Allah will make the way out for you. وَيَرْزُقُهُ Yeah, again the word risk is used. Allah will give you risk and sustenance from such places where you never expected. So three prescriptions from Quran. Abundant istighfar. Read Salat on time. Three, inculcate the quality of taqwa and see how many doors all Allah will open for us through His grace and mercy, inshallah. Inshallah. Shukran, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. We're going to break now. And of course, but we'll only be back in about uh, eight, nine minutes' time as it's uh, time for Maghrib now in Newcastle. And then we will continue with QA and continue sending those SMSs uh, uh, to the number 47913. Well, we continue now with Q&A here on uh, The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Uh, remember that SMS line 47913. That's for all your questions. And remember, SMSs are charged at 150. There you go. Straight into our questions, Mufti. Uh, uh, can Mufti please give advice uh, to the mother of my daughter who is divorced from her husband with two children as now involved with a non-Muslim man. They are staying with me. What should I do, Mufti? Obviously, that's absolutely haram. One is the zina, the fornication, adultery that's going on. Secondly, what example will she be for her children? And third one, if she considers this permissible, she goes right out of the fall of Islam. So my advice to the family will be you need to get the alim or a sheikh or imam or somebody involved and will speak to the sister and explain to her every moment she'll be under the curse of all Allah with this illicit relationship and obviously in a case like that that you know she will lose custody of her children and so forth so there are so many other related issues as well so therefore we need to take our do our best otherwise the sister and the person will go right out of the fall of islam so we need our to uh, try our level best to bring them back into the fall of Islam, make dua and effort as well. 
This question says, SMS says, Mufti always recommend the reading of Riyadh al-Saliheen for Talim at home. Uh, shall we then discard our Fazail uh, Amal Kitabs? Remember that normally we say Riyadh al-Saliheen because it is easily available in Cape Town and so forth. But similarly, you read the Fazail Kitab, that's very, very good. Of Hazrat Muhammad Zakaria, Shaykh al-Hadis, Nawarullah Murqadahu. So you can combine the both and you read Fazail Amal and you read Riyadh Salihin. So that will be excellent as well. Mufti, what uh, should we do with uh, Quran and surahs that are torn? The pages of broken has been used a lot. Uh, how should we discard of it, Mufti? You've got three options there. The first option will be you can tell your brother, your husband, your son to take it to the cemetery, graveyard, and they can bury it there. Second one, mashallah, in Cape Town, you've got two oceans there. So you take it to the ocean or a river and so forth, and then you submerge it in the water. And if you don't want to do that too, then the last, last option, this is not the first option, but the last option, that you burn it also. Sayyidina Usman, radiallahu ta'ala, who burned the Quran Sharif, as mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, when they were writing it according to the Quraysh dialect. But that is not the first or second option. That is the last, last option. So therefore, we prefer the first two. That is either you bury it or either you submerge it into the water. Shikan Mufti, I was at the Kramats the other day and a sheikh told me that, and I quote, I have got the eye, unquote. What is meant by this and what is your thoughts on mantra? Remember that here there are three issues. Number one is to go and visit the Kramats and so forth for the men. That's totally permissible. Second one for the women and them to go is not permissible. Nabi alayhi salatu salam cursed the women who visit the graveyard and cemeteries. La'anallahu zawwaratil kubur is authentic hadith in Sunan Nasai. Likewise, la'anallahu zairatil kubur is mentioned in Sunan Nasai. And there are many other hadiths on this topic. The next one for the sheikh to say he's got the eye, he's trying to tell you that he can see what is going on there and all that. Remember, this is not Dalil and evidence in Islam that some people tell you they can see what is going on into the grave and all these type of things. If he can see, good luck to him. But for us to believe in it, that's not compulsory that he can see. So you must remember, we need to be very clear on these issues. Today you get many people who try and promote their own piety and their own significance. So therefore they make these kind of claims. So you should not worry about that. And if you are speaking about mantras and all these type of things, the way I understand mantras and the way it is used, remember is people then, you know, there's two different words that are used here. One is manta. Manta is where people take a vow and they say that if this happens, this happens, then they will give out 100 grand, 500 grand, then they will uh, fast for three days. So if a person does that, that is permissible. But one thing we need to be very, very careful about here is this. We cannot do this for haram things. For example, you can't say that I won't read Salat or I won't speak to my brother and so forth. So that type of mantra and all that is not permissible. Shikan indeed, the voice there of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Um, uh, next question, it says, uh, Salam, is the Quran Tilawat read by females allowed for men? What is the protocol concerning reading Quran Tilawat for the deceased, Mufti? 
Okay, here again three issues. You must remember we, the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, believe to read the Quran Sharif for the disease is totally permissible, and that is the verdict of majority scholars. The hadith is mentioned in Abu Dawood, Iqra Yaseen ala Mautakum, read Surah Yaseen for your disease. And the Quran Sharif itself tells us about the du'as we should make. Surah 14, verse 41, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41, O beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers, يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ The day the accountability is established. Surah 59, verse 10, Surah Hashar, رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِإِخْوَانِنَا الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَا بِالْإِمَانِ O beloved Allah, forgive us and our brothers and sisters who passed away before us with Iman. Regarding females reading the Quran Sharif, if they are reading it and teaching, for example, young boys that are not mature and so forth, that's fine. But if they are now tuning it up and all that, the kirat and all that, then that is not permissible for the men. Because remember, Quran Karim states, Quran Karim said that when the woman speaks, then she should not be speaking in an alluring tone. You must remember that is not permissible. You can see the verse in the beginning of the 22nd Jews of the Noble Quran. Shukran Mufti, we're going to pay the bills when we come back. We continue with Q&A. We continue now with Q&A. Uh, next question, Mufti. It says, my husband contributes less to the household than myself out of choice. Whenever I talk to him about it, he stays angry for two to three weeks and excludes himself from the children's lives. I'm worried because he does not even lead our boys into any Islamic activities. As a mother, I have to do all these things. Please, uh, some advice, Mufti. You need to tell your husband when he's in a good mood and you're alone with him, do not undermine his rank and status. So therefore, the children should not be there. Make mental notes or write these notes down. Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19, 1, 9. And show him what all Allah commands the husbands to do. You, the husbands, must treat your wife with love, with courtesy, with respect and love. You can't be just turning away from them and then building a wall against yourself, around yourself for one, two weeks and three weeks. That's totally unacceptable. Mustafa Rahmatullah Alameen Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, the hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Khairukum Khairukum Li'ahalikum Wa Ana Khairukum Li'ahali The best of you are the best of you to your wives and your children. I, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, am the best to my wife, my children. The whole world can say we are good. 
But if our wife and children say we are bad, then all might tell Mustafa rahmatulil alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam consider us bad. So therefore, brother, you got the wrong end of the miswak. One is you are not contributing what you're supposed to contribute. Your wife is contributing. That also is not Islamic, even if she's doing it by choice. You're supposed to be the breadwinner, and you must contribute the most, and you must be spending quality time with your wife, with your children, and not just shirk the responsibilities and tell the wife to do everything. Marriage is not a dictatorship. Marriage is a partnership. Answers partners in happy times and in sad times, and therefore show your children what wonderful partners you are, oh husband and wife, oh parents. Shukrindeed Mufti, what can a wife do when a husband verbally abuses her and call her a pig and say that she's a chamorse? Can Mufti please help? Remember, this is another case where the husband is taking the wife for granted and using all this type of haram words. It's not even permissible to call a non-Muslim by those names. So how can you call your wife? Have you forgotten all the sacrifices your wife made? She left her parents home. She left her brothers and sisters. All that she did to spend the remainder of her life with you, oh husband, and now you call her all this. If somebody has to call your daughter or sister, what, you will blow a fuse? Now how can you justify it? Now tonight, my dear brother, after Maghrib, after Isha, you go like a man and tell your darling wife, oh, my darling, may live the that you forgive me in future, I will not do this. And then you embrace her, and then you buy a nice present for her. So in that way, Mustafa وسلم, taught us the hadith in Bayaki and various other compilations, tahad, daw, tahabu, that give gifts to one another. It will generate mutual love. When you give the gift, it will remove the malice and the rancor. So in that way, you need to remove the evil and replace it with virtue. Now, Mufti, with uh, Shiism fast spreading in Cape Town, how do we identify them and the ulama also as well that's uh, following in their ways, Mufti? Remember, it is not only spreading in Cape Town, it is spreading in so many parts of the world. We need to tackle this three ways. Number one is the Aimma, the sheikhs, and all of them, they need to have more and more academic discussions. And number two, how will you just know that this person is a Shia and so forth? There are many signs. For example, you know where their headquarters is, they're in Cape Town, so they are going there. Number two is some of them will come with a stone and they will read that Salat. And number three, you will see that when they speak to you, then most of them, we don't say all, but most of them will make derogatory remarks against Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Omar, Sayyidina Usman, or definitely against Amir Muawiyah, and that Amir Muawiyah, and when Sayyidina Hassan, who was the Khalifa of the Ummah, after several months, he abdicated his position, and he handed over Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu an, the beloved son of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu an, of Sayyida Fatima radiallahu anha. He abdicated his position and handed over the mantle of Khilafat leadership to Amir Muawiyah radiallahu an, and he ruled the Ummah for 20 years. So that is where they expose their hatred for such great, great Sahaba. So that is how you know these people are Shia or they are sympathetic to the Shia cause. And remember this verse, oh, listen now, voice of the cave, you go check it up. 
Surah 9, verse 79. Surah 9, verse 79. Any person who castigates, who criticizes any Sahaba, for yes, Kharun, Aminum, they make a mockery. They criticize the Sahaba. Allah says, Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 79. Sakhir Allah, Minhum, Almighty Allah will mock them. They will think they're going to Jannah. Wallahum Azabun Alim. But Almighty Allah dispatches them to the painful, horrible, terrible punishment straight to Jahannam. May Almighty Allah, Jalla makers of those who protect the honor of the Sahaba and advocate it at all times and all places. Shukran indeed, Mufti. We're going to pay the bills when we come back. We'll be into the last few minutes of our program Q&A. From Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back. We're in the last few minutes of our program Q&A. Mufti, uh, I would like to name my son, inshallah, the name of Razik. But a good friend told me the name I would have to give is Abdul Razik. uh, And Razik's name alone is not allowed. Is this this correct, Mufti? Yes, that what your friend told you is correct. Razik, Razak, these are the attributes of all Allah, Jalla So you name your beloved son Abdul Razak or Abdul Razik the slave of the one who sustains and nourishes us. And that's a beautiful name. Abdul Razak, inshallah, will be very good. Inshallah, that's a time for the questions that we have this evening. And of course, we say a big shukran to everyone for SMSing through their questions. Uh, Mufti, that leaves us with about three minutes for some nasikha, inshallah. Number one is to the beloved parents, wherever you are, all my Allah, Jalla commands you, Ya yuwa alladheena amanu Koo anfusakum wa ahalikum nara Oh you who believe, save yourself, save your children from the fire The hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'oolun an ra'iyah Each one of you is a shepherd And each one of you will be questioned regarding your flock Regarding your children and your subordinates so we need to know where our sons, where our daughters are getting married. To you, the children, never get married without consulting your beloved father, mother. Mustafa, rahmatulil alameen, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, La nikaha illa biwaliyin. The nikah is not even valid without the permission of the father and so forth for the lady. So we hear that nowadays some people, Muslim girls, want to get married to a Christian male or to a Jewish or Hindu male. Remember, this is absolutely haram. And Almighty Allah has spoken of this topic in the Noble Quran, Surah 60, Surah Mumtahina. That is Surah 60, verse 10. La hunna lahum. You, the Muslim woman, you are not halal for them, the non-Muslim men. So whether it's a Christian, Jew, Hindu, whatever, wala hum lahun. And they, the non-Muslim men, are not halal for you. So you, my sisters, you went to school, you fell in love, or whatever the circumstances might be. Now with the non-Muslim, if he embraces Islam and thereafter you marry him, so fine, that is no problem. But he remains on his religion, Judaism, Christianity, Hinduism, Deism. You want to marry him and you consider it permissible, you're right out of the fold of Islam because you are rejecting this verse, which all Allah has mentioned, Surah 60, verse 10. 
again. So make sure we do not fall for all these deceptions. And do not assist and cooperate in sin and transgression. Surah 5, Surah Ma'idah, verse 2. I beg you, O Father, I beg you, O Mother, make sure from now you are giving the directives and the guidelines to your beloved sons and your daughters. Oh, my beloved son, oh, my beloved daughter, you must marry only Muslim. You cannot be marrying non-Muslim. The Quran has mentioned a law. The impure male will go to the impure female. And the pure male will go to the pure female. So we are pure with our Iman and Islam. If you're going to get married hypothetically, so what will happen to your children? Which, which religion will they follow? Though non-Muslim will bring their wine and swine in your houses. How can you allow all this, all those Muslim? So I beg all of you, oh brothers, sisters, do not do things for publicity stunt. Do not to do things to appease people. We are Muslim. Muslim means I submit, I surrender to the command of all Allah, to the injunctions of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, lovingly, willingly, and sincerely. May all Allah protect our marriages. May all Allah bless us with pious spouses and children. We conclude today's Nasiha, Surah 25, verse 74. Rabbana hablana Oh, beloved Allah, grant us such spouses and children that are the coolness of our eyes. Barakallahu feek to my dear brother Muhammad Zain, the management, the entire listenership of Voice of the Cape. Barakallahu feek. Jazakallahu khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallahu khair to you, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain. Safe traveling there in Newcastle, inshallah. We speak to you again next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, that was uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein uh, with the program Q&A. Shukran once again for tuning in and, of course, uh, for sending in all of your SMSs uh, this evening. Um, there's maybe just a few, one or two that we couldn't answer, but hopefully we'll squeeze that in for next week. Coming up on the Voice of the Cape uh, this evening, uh, immediately after Maghrib, um, we will be having Buddha Talib Samai all the way from Paul, inshallah. And then, of course, our live Dhikr broadcast from the studios of the Voice of the Cape in attendance this evening will be, of course, the Ibadur Rahman Jama. So stay tuned to the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. From myself, Muhammad Zain Machit, until the next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM.